0: Episode 131 of the Reinventure Me Podcast. Well, let's get this straight. How you engage what's next in your life has a lot to do with how you answer this question How do you define success? Find your next great beginning. Welcome to the Reinventure Me Podcast. With your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. Hey there and welcome to the Reinventure Me podcast. This is your co-host, Larry Gates, and I'm here with Armin Asadi. Armin the Dream. Straight from the loadout team. Hey, man, you should go into rapping. You maybe make it in the MTV I, I music should. awards. I
1: should. I probably would. I I mean Just kick probably. Beyonce
0: off the stage there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why be on? I don't think she raps. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. But, but, but hey, you know,
0: <laughs> you, you still have your spot. <laughs> Her husband, on the other hand. <laughs> well, we are your co hosts for this podcast, which really is about what's next in life because we want to help you explore new ways to reinvent your life if it might be rapping <laughs> <laughs> or whatever opportunities you have and the ventures you're made to pursue. This is the Reinventure Me podcast. I want to remind you that you can always pick up the show notes right at reinventure.me. And for this episode, it's reinventure.me slash one three one. The best way to do it though, is to subscribe to our show at the reinventure.me website. The show notes will be sent to you immediately, immediately. Uh, upon <laughs> release. So, and of course, uh, Armin, we have really just tried to tee up, uh, questions for our audience to think about, you know, we're trying to just stimulate some thinking about right. new things that are going on and kind of where they're at. And I, I, surprised we've taken 130 episodes before we've dealt with this topic that we want to talk about today.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I don't even know how it came about. I'm glad it did, though. I am I am too. Maybe it's because it's one of those things I'm wrestling with right now or something. I don't know.
0: Oh, I, you know, I think this is one of those things that we all wrestle with or perhaps should. Yeah. So that's part of what we're going to talk about. How do you define success? Are you asking me? No, I'm just... I'm just I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah but in a minute <laughs> I'm just telling you what the title of the show is. Remember it's right there at the top. How do you read <laughs> it? How do you define success? And we do have an inspire me with one I think very good definition of success
1: indeed, this is by Ken Geyer. He says, "You are a success if at the end of your life, the people who knew you the best are the ones who respect you the most. Mm-hmm. I love that yeah.
0: I love that because oftentimes those who know you the best are the ones that know all your faults and foibles. Yeah. And if they're the ones that can peek into your life and say, you know, you truly, you truly are a remarkable person. Mm. You know, then that's, I think saying something.
1: I think that inspired me should end up being the challenge me somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let's see if we can,
0: let's see if we can pull some people (laughs) and get there. And maybe, maybe we say those who, those who respect us the most are the ones that know us the best. <laughs> Turning that a little bit on its heels just for a little narcissistic flair. <laughs> hey, it helps. Whatever helps you win. <laughs> That's it's, it's all about anyway. All right, Armin. Now I'm going to ask you the question. How do you define success?
1: You know, I'm not going to answer how I define success. But what I am going to do is I'm going to read you the actual definition of success um, from the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. And the this, source
0: of all truth. That's right. <laughs> the
1: Bible of words. All right. So it, it, in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, it says success is the fact of getting or achieving wealth,
0: respect, or fame. Mm-hmm. How many would agree with that? Would you agree with that? I think that's a pretty common cultural definition of success. Right. It's summed up with the phrase, he who dies with the most toys wins. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Because I have to have the biggest grave. Yeah.
1: But here's the interesting thing. I mean, obviously I don't agree with that. I think that... I don't know. I, I but it's in it's...
0: Webster's. Yeah. How can, how
1: <laughs> how can, can you disagree sac- with the dictionary? <laughs> sacrilegious. <laughs> I will be stoned by academia later. Hey, everybody's just
0: switched <laughs> off now. <laughs> hey, if you can't trust the dictionary, who can you yeah, trust?
1: exactly. Come on now. It's the inherent word. <laughs> so f- for me, it's really tough to accept this idea that um, achieving wealth, respect, or fame is what drives this idea or this feeling of success that I may have. One, mainly because I've, you have as well, met both the fame side and the wealthy side and they would not consider themselves successful, you know, in terms of life in general. I think it's one of those terms of success that just doesn't meet the standard of all people. And I think the biggest issue is allowing something like a dictionary to define success for us,
0: (laughs) right? Right. Well, it is Miriam Webster's. It is. <laughs> but, you know, I think what you're getting at, mean, is that that's a very extrinsic measure Yeah, that's defined. You know, it's defined by what you've accumulated mm-hmm. rather than an intrinsic what's important to you. Right. Yeah. And so I think, obviously, that's what we're trying to dive to in this episode. Right. But there is a discontinuity between what we might think is successful and what we actually feel is successful, right? Right.
1: And, and the other point being that people are so unique and so different that everyone's going to well, no, I shouldn't say everyone, but it, it, it's a strong possibility that one person might define success very differently than the next. And you think? For one person, yeah. <laughs> and for one person, that definition from Merriam-Webster could be exactly what they consider success, and that's great. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. That's 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 what they have in their Well, head. if
0: you look at the definition and just parse it a little bit, the fact of getting or achieving wealth, respect, or fame – I mean, even the definition that we said, the one who knows you the best, respects you the most, mm-hmm. would fit into that definition right on. by saying, hey, um, you're successful if you've gotten the respect totally. by those who are close to you. So that's certainly one, one definition. Right. I think the wealth is the thing, in at least in American society, where we, or fame, those are two things that maybe fame is more about notoriety <laughs> rather than success. There are right. some pretty notorious people who've gotten their 10 minutes of fame by doing some pretty crazy or stupid stuff. Yeah. I don't know if you necessarily think of them as successful just because they happen to draw the attention of social media (laughs) or traditional media. But I do think that generally speaking across the board, people who have made and accumulated a lot of money are generally seen as successful. And I think that's almost an equation that we have in America, that success equals material wealth. Hmm. If you say, if, if, if you approach somebody that you didn't know and you were talking about a third person, and you say, hey, that's a pretty successful person.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, what would conjure up in your mind? If I said that to you about them, you'd probably think, well, well, okay, they've they got a lot of money in the bank. Yeah. right?" That's kind of our code. Given, yeah. That's kind of the code that we use to say that people are wealthy. Hmm. And as you pointed out, I think you and I both know a number of very wealthy people who would not consider themselves successful. Right. And in fact, when you look at other aspects of their life, probably... Most people wouldn't either, right? but that's not the most obvious. It's not the most easily presented.
1: Right, right. And, and just, it's so multifaceted. As a matter of fact, um, there was a new survey um, done by Strayer University, and it suggests that, well, it's time to update the dictionary's definition of it. So the school recently released findings from its National Success Project Survey. Mm. And this was conducted to determine what success means to Americans today. So mm-hmm. that, was, that was the basis of it. So here's, here's the outcome of this uh, survey that they did. A whopping 90% believe that success is more about happiness than power, possessions, or prestige. So they would,
0: 90% would disagree with the the Merriam-Webster's definition of success. Right. And that it's about happiness.
1: Right. And they got to define it themselves,
0: right? Uh So it wasn't Uh multiple I'm successful
1: if I'm happy. Yes. That's the
0: new equation. Yeah. Right. Okay.
1: But here, and we were just talking about this earlier, right? We were talking about, is it hypocritical or you used a different word? What was your word?
0: I I, I suggested that maybe there's just dissonance between. Dissonance. That's what it was.
1: And so here's why I thought it was hypocritical until Larry told me otherwise and I accepted (laughs) it.
0: <laughs> okay, I was successful. You won. <laughs> I accept defeat. Gosh, that was easy. <laughs> you didn't even—that wasn't were... even much of an arm wrestle. No, you didn't even know you were debating. But but, but let's tell the story here, <laughs> All right. Go ahead.
1: So, even though a whopping ninety-seven or ninety percent believe that success is more about happiness than power, possessions, or prestige, when they're asked to define success, this research I'm about to tell you shows the opposite. So. Yet the vast majority of Americans, according to a nationwide survey conducted by Harris Poll, and it was released by Career Builder in July of 2014, said they don't feel successful because of their income. So when, asked, when, people, when people were asked how, to, how you define success, they based it on happiness. But when they asked what makes them not feel successful, almost all of them said they don't feel successful based on income and income alone. No other mm-hmm. variable was involved in that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't title. It wasn't. Anything. It was just simply income. Mm-hmm. So the survey suggests that their feeling is tied to the amount of income or level of salary that they earn, and that that average sum seemed to be about seventy five thousand dollars to be the mark for people to feel actually successful. Yeah. If they were under that, they didn't feel successful, which is, yeah. which is to me kind of weird. And so based on that finding, we would say, and this is, and I pulled this percentage from the U.S. Census based on the number of people that make under 75000 a year in America, that would make over 67% of Americans feel that they are not successful simply based on income alone and nothing else.
0: Yeah. So why do you suppose that is?
1: I wanted to ask you that just because you guys- <laughs> I, I, I really did. I got, okay. you have to deal with it more than I do, right? You, 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 I do. Yeah. Well, you're the coach, you're the consultant, you're okay. on, you're on the executive level, you're on a personal individual to individual level. So I, I, I here's what I would say. And then, I, I, but I really want your thought on it more than I want my thought. You know, on I, it. I want yours. <laughs> yeah. I think the reason that most people don't feel successful and based on their income alone is because of one and and. I may be oversimplifying here, which is what I used, and then you correct, is that we allow society, people, or whatever to define success for us. Mm-hmm. And we accept that. Mm-hmm. And maybe to expound on it, if I'm not driving a certain kind of car that I should be driving for me to have a certain look or appeal of success, then I'm not successful. If I don't live in a certain type of house that has a certain type of look in a certain type of neighborhood, then I'm not successful right mm-hmm. but who's putting those pressures on you why sure. why most of the times we don't do that to ourselves mm-hmm. we could find contentment in less but for many of us i believe and i and i'm i'm definitely one of them mm-hmm. is i've allowed society to tell me what i need to have and what i need to show for me to actually be able to accept myself as successful because I have to be able to see it in their eyes that they see me as successful. Because mm-hmm. if I pull up in a Mercedes-Benz or whatever sure. a fancy car. Very or if I symbolic. Remind, yep. And if I invite mm-hmm. them to a very nice house, it's automatic. It, you don't know how much debt I have. Mm-hmm. You don't know if I can actually afford it or if I'm drowning. Oh, yeah. All you have to do is look and see and say, yep, you're successful. Yep. Or I could be the exact opposite of it. I'm spending more money than Absolutely. I'm making, which is it's just stupid financial stewardship. Yep. Right.
0: I think we've all known people like that. I've been invited over to some very elaborate homes for these dinner parties, right? right. And, you know, there's little side discussions about, wow, you know, and people really, you could tell some people were really uncomfortable because of the envy that, that stirred up in them. Mm. And only to find out, you know, not long thereafter that the couple that had us over were Deeply in debt and needing to, you know, file bankruptcy as a <laughs> as a consequence of that, and probably some other actions. But the need to prop up a lifestyle of success for their own identity mm. was an important driver for them. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of factors here. I mean, in terms of um, this definition of success and what motivates us and how we define ourselves by success, one of the things that seems to me to be at the center. If it maybe not at the center, but pretty close to the center is this notion of agency. You know, we we all like to have the ability to make choices in our lives. Right. And we feel more confident, we feel more empowered, we feel more respected when we have the ability to make choices. Mm. And what material wealth does is it expands the range of choices you can make. Mm. Now the point that I think we're driving to here is that some of those choices don't, frankly, add any value to your life. Yeah, they're only there to propagate this perception that you've arrived or that somehow you have more authority or ability to make choices. But frankly, contentment is being satisfied with what you have hmm. and being able to make the range of choices within that scope and saying, "I'm, I'm pretty." I feel pretty good about my range of agency within the constraints that I have and I'm managing that pretty well. Thank you. And that's happiness, right? That's, that's, that's contentment. And yet, as you said, I think our culture conditions us so much to believing that we need to accumulate things and we need to show off our accumulation in order for people to know that we in fact do have agency. And that's really an insecure position. It that's is. really believing a lie that you have to convince others that you have this ability to choose a broader range of stuff because you have disposable income, yeah, that you can dispose of whenever you want. But on, honestly, that's just an artificial propping, and it's often just to serve our own ego. It's so true. That's spot on.
1: I, I, I think the key point that you just brought up is that how much of it is based on perception, right? It's just, but it's just so daunting to me. Like, I just living for perception of others. It just feels like the most, draining most pointless well most you and i can sit here
0: and we can rail against it but i look inside and i see it in me all the time
1: oh i know that's why i'm, I'm not talking yeah. about other people no i'm saying my experience all right with this it. doesn't apply
0: to our listeners it just applies <laughs> to yeah, us you guys are good <laughs>
1: we're, we're just trying to be vulnerable with you and tell you why yeah, this be, is our means <laughs> vulnerability episode that we've been promising for so long but every time <laughs> and i've done it often it's the, and not as if i stopped i still do it right I don't know, whatever the perception might change, you know, but every time I do that, it's such a draining process because even if I'm successful per se at showing or portraying a certain perception that I want other people to have of me, it's still not satisfying to me, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it makes me feel more obligated to it It makes me feel like I have to show that perception even more. It just drains the crap out of me.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, it's a trap that we get into and it's easy to fall into it. And I recognize it this way. There's one like big dashboard light, you know, you got all those dashboard lights on your car and, you know, sometimes your car is older, the check engine light stays on and it costs, you know, $200 to repair the catalytic converter. So you just leave it and the (laughs) light's always on. But, you know, there, for me, there's times when the engine light goes on and Mm -hmm. when I know it's gone on that, I know that I have adopted an exterior or an extrinsic definition of success Mm. and I've not embraced my internal definition of success. And the telltale sign of that is, is envy. When I see something that someone else has or success that they have had, perhaps they go buy a new house, you know, or perhaps they have a new job or perhaps they have, you know, some Thing. they've accumulated, a new golf club, you know, whatever it might be, you it's know, show. <laughs> and, and when you see that and you, you can't celebrate with them for what they've achieved, but you, you think that that's somehow an indictment on yourself when you feel worse about yourself because of something that's not even related to you, right? Someone else's success has no bearing on your own life, but when you look at it and you feel worse for yourself, that envy, that tells you immediately that your your definition of success is out there and not in here.
1: Wow. Right on.
0: And that's a telltale sign for me. Yeah. And envy has been something that I have wrestled with, uh, less so now, but really wrestled with it. Early on in our marriage, Anna and I could not go to Parade of Homes. <laughs> She'd have to go by herself. She'd love to see, you know, what the new homes have in them. Yeah. That was just fun for her. Yeah. But every time I walked into a new home, I mean, it was like torture for me. I came out just feeling like I just want to take a sledgehammer to my own house and just, <laughs> you know, wreck it. Yeah. But I never did because, you know, I never had the funds to, you know, like make it right. right. You know? So I just in some ways felt trapped. And yeah. when I felt trapped, it was that agency thing. I mean, I yeah. felt like I can't achieve what I want to achieve, that choice is no longer available for me. Hmm. But what I've done is I've tried to buy something that I had no reason to try to buy. In other words, I'm mentally wanting to purchase something that I didn't realize, no, that's not within my scope of where I can exercise hmm. my own agency. Yeah. And so I wasn't living to who I was at the time. Yeah, And anytime you try to live outside of yourself by projecting like that or Either, either projecting like our friends did who, you know, ended up in bankruptcy, or when you try to project by envy, which is a, a, another form of bankruptcy, right. frankly. Good en- point. Envy is internal bankruptcy. Right on. Yeah, I yeah.
1: absolutely agree. And
0: so when you do that, either one of those things, you have let the world define your success. And using that standard template of yep. accumulation of yep. wealth or status or power or any of those things, as opposed to saying, you know, what is it for me?
1: Wow. I love that. Right on. So, okay. So he, here's where we're at then, right? And the struggle that we were talking about. So how is it that we have all these Americans that are asked to define success and they define it based on relationships, happiness, et cetera. But when asked if they actually feel successful, they say no based on income alone. So why don't we start out by talking about s- some of the areas that we need to talk about to help us define our own success, right? So for me, here here's where I feel like most of us, don't have the feeling of success, and it's because we don't really go beyond the simple definition of the word success. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that definition coming from around us, not from us. Did the way I said it make sense? Yes, the externally driven rather than internally driven. Okay, I just, you always say it better than I do. Nope, I'm just saying it differently. Okay, <laughs> okay better, but we'll let it go. <laughs> so there are some simple aspects of how we define success, and I think it really does come down to what's missing which I think the starting point for that is let's start with us defining success for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we started out the podcast asking one simple question, how do you define success? Mm-hmm. And has anyone actually taken the time to really break that down and remove everything external, everything perception based, everything that's a pressure that doesn't really come from you and putting all those things aside and sitting down and answering that question for yourself. What could you do? What would life look like for you to actually have that feeling of success? And I think more often than not, that list will be a lot longer than we think it's going to be. It's not going to be just income, type of house, type of car, type of vacation. I think for anybody who really spends time breaking that definition down for themselves, it's going to involve a lot of things that we don't think about in terms of success. Mm. So one of my favorite definitions of success is by Ralph Waldo Emerson. He said, success is to laugh often and much to win the respect of intelligent people and the affection of children to earn appreciation of honest critics and endure the betrayal of false friends. Mm -hmm. To appreciate beauty, to find the best in others, to leave the world a bit better, whether by a healthy child, a garden patch, or a redeemed social condition, to know even one life has breathed easier because you have lived, this is to have succeeded, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm not not saying that's the end-all, be-all definition of success or the first one that we gave. I'm just saying that there's a theme here that each person has their idea of what success is and it's always good to break it up. Maybe we'll quote
0: you someday. Yeah, yeah. I doubt that, but I, (laughs) I I like, I like what Ralph Waldo Emerson has. You can very, you can picture those things and, and ask yourself whether they're true. There are a lot of resolutions and things that you can make for your life to say, am I living up to that? Am I inspiring that? And Mm -hmm. you know, for me, I like to be able to say that I've inspired others to live better a bit like you know, just leaving people better than you found them, you know, to me that, that's, that's success. And it occurs to me that, you know, success might just be simply defined, not as a final outcome, but Mm -hmm. as a process, Mm -hmm. you know, are you getting better in the things that are important to you in terms of how you want to define your life? Come on, You know, as I, as I was looking through the Bible and, and when it talks about, the words succeed or success or whatever, it doesn't ever, that I've found, it doesn't ever really say this was a successful person. It said this person succeeded in a task or this person succeeded in what he did. And we tend to think about people as this category of successful or <laughs> failure. And And as I say that, I mean I'm reminded by it. That despair dot com poster. I don't know if we've talked about this before, but it's that upended ship in the in the ocean. Yeah, you know, and it says failure. You know, could it be that your life is only there to serve as a warning for others? You know, so <laughs> if if that is the definition of why that life is there, then yeah. it would be successful. You yeah. know, yeah. it'd be I'm, a, I'm here as a warning. <laughs> so that would be a successful life. You know, so it somewhat depends on the question of sure. your life. Yeah. And are you are you getting better and and moving closer to the things that you want to do? That success is not necessarily defined as a identity that you put on, but rather success is in how well you keep doing the things that are important to you, and how well you keep getting better at what you need to get better at. Right. So it's I, I think it's less about uh, an overall identity, hmm. uh, you're a success or you're a failure, as much as it is a trajectory what's the direction of your life going?
1: I love that. So there there was a quote by uh, Earl Nightingale that says, success can be defined as the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. You become what you think about. There's a proverb that kind of matches that. It says, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. And all that to say why I agree with you is so much of how we define success becomes the thing that we obsess about. And the thing that we obsess about is the thing that we come, we become.
0: Yeah, and well, it, I have a little bit of a challenge with that because, you know, a 16-year-old guy obsesses about girls and he doesn't become yeah. a girl as a result of that obsession, you know? So mm-hmm. you don't necessarily become the thing you're thinking about. <laughs> Otherwise, a 16-year-old I guy did, would become a girl. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did think about a hamburger quite a bit on my Daniel Fast. I did
1: not become a, uh, I did not become a hamburger. But but the flip side of that is if the thing that I think about is always money that by the time I get the money then I still haven't had success. If in my definition I didn't include my family, I didn't include my spirituality, if I didn't include
0: how my marriage is. Yeah, well let's talk about those various categories that are important as we're thinking about our internal definition of success. What are some of those, Armin, that you think we should... Well,
1: I think that's really crucial is you writing down what are the different categories in your definition. What does actually allow you to be successful? I I think ones that I include often are health, marriage, parenting, spirituality, and finance. I didn't put them in any specific order, but health being important because that's not just the health of my body, but my mind, my emotions, right? Um, How healthy is my marriage? How well do my kids know me, love me, and know that I love them and are there for them? How well are my finances? Am I living off debt or am I living off money I actually have? Am I spending money that I is actually in my banking account and on my credit cards? Spirituality, where am I at with the God? What kind of relationship do I have from Him, with Him? Can I actually hear from Him? Am I having the type of relationship that can impact others because I have the intimacy that is required to do that? Here's the reason why these categories are important. Is that more often than not, you can be successful in one of those categories and be missing it somewhere else. But so often we get so caught up in this income area that we off—we uh, just automatically check ourselves off as not being successful when we're sitting here hitting the mark on two, three other areas. What mm-hmm. if I'm an awesome parent? What if I'm an awesome husband? Yeah. What if I have awesome spirituality? I actually have intimacy with God, but I just suck at earning income, right? Mm-hmm. But how, how am I automatically checked off as an unsuccessful person if I am doing more in these other areas and I am successful based on my own categories Yeah, I used to define myself? Yeah, and
0: I think that's part of the point I was making about we tend to take a label and apply it entirely to our identity as opposed to seeing that there are certain activities that we're involved in. Some will be successful and some that won't be successful. What's the trajectory of our life? Yeah. It- you know, my Facebook friend, Michelle Cassat shared a quote from Henry Nowen. Armin, and he makes a great distinction in his book, Bread for the Journey. I love Henry Nouwen, uh, and this is just such a wonderful quote. It's a little bit long, but I think it's very apropos to, to what we're talking about. He says, there's a great difference between successfulness and fruitfulness. Success comes from strength, control, and respectability. A successful person has the energy to create something, to keep control over its development, and to make it available in large quantities. Success brings many rewards and often fame. Fruits, however, come from weakness and vulnerability, and fruits are unique. A child is the fruit conceived in vulnerability, community is the fruit born through shared brokenness, and intimacy is the fruit that grows through touching one another's wounds. Let's remind one another that what brings us true joy is not successfulness, but fruitfulness. And I think that there might be some confusion about that in yeah. our society today.
1: Come on. so I mean, break that down. Yeah, Successfulness I mean, and fruitfulness. Yeah. I
0: think the the idea of of really having an impact of people and seeing people's lives changed and being more authentic is is really what Henry Nowen describes fruitfulness. But I think you and I would both agree that that's the ultimate measure of success. Yeah. Is that when you're able to impart something truly authentic mm. to someone else, you know, and and for me, one of the Difficult pains. And you know, we had this episode on the whole shame thing, but the biggest, one of the biggest pains of my life has been that I've never felt like I had that sense of my dad's kind of brokenness and vulnerability with me. Right. You know, and, and when you can get to that degree where you are impacting others in that kind of way, where you're responsible for helping heal their soul and inspire mm-hmm. them into something that's bigger than themselves, yeah. causing them to rise up and accomplish something that they didn't think they could possibly do. That, to me, is a measure of success. Really, it's fruitfulness, but to me, that's that's how I would rewire success if I were able to mm-hmm. do that for a culture. Wouldn't that be transformative? Yeah, are you kidding me? Come on. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> so it's measurable almost, it, too. You it know,
1: is. Beyond, beyond income, which it is, is, is what I love.
0: But I think what you're asking us to do here, I mean, in terms of how do we define our success and looking at the different ingredients of what that could be composed of is such a vital thing that we don't enter into at all. We accept a cultural definition. We don't challenge what we are led to believe. We might have grown up in a family system that reinforced that. And we don't stop and say, wait, What do I want to believe? Mm. What do I want to pursue? Mm -hmm. How do I want to define what success is? How do I want to be able to measure when I get feedback from someone, whether it's valuable based on my definition or if it's something I should ignore because it's not the thing that I want to pursue?
1: Right on. And here's another thing is that it's okay if the definition of success changes. Because with each new season of life, your definition will change a little bit before you have kids your definition might be very different than what it might look like after you have kids or before you got married after you got married so it's okay if your definition still changes it changes somewhat but you'll create a foundation for yourself and you'll see what kind of lasts
0: as yeah, you yeah and if we see it as not something that's attached to our identity but it's part of our trajectory where where are we headed are we are we able to maintain the right kind of direction in our lives yes the right kind of intensity, the right kind of focus that we want to have and spend our energies toward the right things that are important to us. That to me is is being successful in our outcomes. Right on. Okay. So I,
1: I, I know we're kind of getting over time here, but here, here's how I want to challenge you. Yeah. And before I even tell you what the challenge is, maybe, maybe this is the pre-challenge to the challenge, <laughs> is uh, there's so many of us that actually have had this conversation. We've had dialogue about it with another friend. We've heard someone else talk about it. It's been in some kind of sermon. But at the end of the day, we did nothing with it other than create a conversational piece that we can sit there and talk about. But until we actually take the time to do something about it, to actually define success for ourselves, for us to actually break down these different categories so we know what success looks like for us in these individual areas, that it, all it is is rhetoric. And until we can change that, we're not doing anything for us to change what we see as success in our lives. And if we want to be able to celebrate life and to celebrate wins, we have to know what those winning areas are. By us starting out with the simple challenge, and this is the challenge, and it's a two-part challenge. One, start this process by actually sitting down and taking the time to define success for yourself, Mm. okay? And then the second part, just to make it concrete and crystallize this definition then involve your spouse. And if you're not married, involve someone that's really close to you, someone who you don't have to impress and vice versa. They don't have to impress you and, and then have them look at that definition and see if it needs to be revised. And if it does, then revise it. But, at the end of the day, when you start defining it and you write down those categories and you go through this process, you will know the milestones that you hit and you will be able to celebrate it. And nothing, no one area in your life will be able to tell you whether you're successful or not, because there will always be both. There'll be areas that you're missing the mark and areas that you're hitting the mark. And that's how you know that you're living a successful life, because you know you're making progress to the areas in which that you find yourself having priorities and and I promise you this your priorities will create opportunities for you not your just your strengths not just your talents and skills and abilities mm-hmm. it's not just about competency
0: yeah well so there you have it a two part challenge part 1 challenge yourself to write a definition of success part 2 have someone else challenge you on it that's good right. love it all right well that's all the time that we have for this episode we sure hope you enjoyed it and we'd love to get your opinion about what Define success in your life. How do you see it working out for you? Leave us a comment at our show notes at reinventure.me slash one three one or call our show line at 612 314 5447 Now, as a final comment, Armin and I want to make sure that you definitely do not want to miss next week's episode. We have a very important announcement. We're very excited to share with you, and it's coming next week. So be sure that you tune in for that show as well. And we just want to say thank you for being a part of this episode. And until next week, this is Larry Gates
1: and Armin Asadi. We're saying
0: so long. You've been listening to the Reinventure Me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi.